Yesterday, I had the privilege of going to a thing called the Gathering out on the island, and uh, it basically was um, opportunity for people to show different trades uh, connected with kind of sustainable living and that kind of stuff. And um, if uh, a lot of the wood tick crowd was there, which is cool, um, you'll figure out who that is <laughs> over time. But uh, I have some interests that way, and if you know me at all, you realize that I do have a lot of interests that way. But uh, um, how to be a hippie from the distance, I guess. <laughs> but I, uh, between sessions, I... I had uh, about a half-hour window, and I walked off into an area, and I was actually looking for a chair. didn't find one right then. And uh, I am standing around. I, I have nothing to do, which um, daytime is time to work in my life and or do something. And... I didn't have anything focused. And then suddenly I'm going, this is a really beautiful day. And this is a, an incredible moment. And I couldn't remember the last time I'd just done that and, and just had that no agenda, so to speak. And, and I'm realizing that's not a sign of health, that there needs to be more of that in my life. And I guess one of the things that the Lord was drawing me to is that the whole idea of Sabbath was that they would stop whatever they were doing and have an opportunity for rest and reflection because you, you gain big picture understanding when you back up a little bit. You know, you get your goals and you start chasing them, but you really don't have that big perspective unless you can back up a little bit. And, and so it's one of those moments, and, you know, for all our sophistication, we look at other cultures that every seventh day they were resting and taking it off. You're going, well, how advanced are we? Or they sometimes take a full year off, or their, their holidays were week-long, and, and you're going, we haven't figured that out. We're chasing our tails most of the time. You know, and I can get real snippy about gamers because I'm not one at this stage. You know, and I'm going, oh, that's time wasted. Well, I have my own way of flowing through a lot of time. And what I was, what I was coming back to is that even in the idea of Sabbath, Sabbath preceded religious gatherings. The Sabbath was instituted before there were meetings like this. Sometimes we get it in our head, oh yeah, well, I, I go to church every week. I'm so righteous. You know, because we know that that's such a chore, and, but I do it for you, God. Well, you know, there... There is a downside when that's our perspective because 
truly what should happen is that there should be opportunity for us to encounter the Lord in ways that we don't on our own. You know, that there should be through the gifts of others and through just this, this community focus upon the Lord, there, there are times when he's going to speak into our hearts that we, in ways that we don't get any other place. So even though I'm, I'm saying Sabbath preceded worship gatherings, I'm not saying that to truly get back to the Lord, you just skip worship. But the idea is, if you're truly going to capture the essence of Sabbath, it's not going to be just a Sunday service. Or it's not just going to be multiple gatherings through the week of believers together. But there's got to be an acknowledgement that as I back off a little bit, and as I disengage from some of the activities of life, there's, there's this time that opens the window for God to speak to me and me to speak to Him. And it's not quite the same as prayer. I mean, prayer is a part of it. But, uh, and, you know, I, I've mentioned I, I don't necessarily sleep well at night anymore, quite like I used to. And so a lot of my nights are, are seasons of prayer. But what happened you know, even in that moment yesterday was something that I'm going, I have to adjust, make some adjustments here from what I've been doing. Well, I, I want to share some scriptures, and this is tied together with some other things that um, a couple weeks ago I had mentioned Jonathan Edwards, who helped spawn two revivals in our country in the early days, Great Awakening, or two awakenings, but uh, he, I picked up a couple different quotes, and the one that I had uh, tied into was, I will live for God, let's see, resolve never to do anything which I should be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life. You know, there are times when I can, can go, you know, track my history on a computer, and I've been three hours on YouTube. Learning. <laughs> factoids that, you know, whether they ever get applied or not. But it's that thing of, I had no clue how time had just drifted. And yet, that idea of having a focused life and really honing in and saying, this is what I'm about. This is how I spend my time. These are my goals in it. And as I mentioned earlier, sometimes it even means backing off enough that God can speak to me. Matthew 6, 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, it's like, okay, if, if I'm called to seek him, what, what's that going to be like? Well, what's an eternity? What's there? Nothing of this material life, right? Or not in this facet? Well, God's going to be there, so okay, getting to know God now would be good for knowing him later. Well, there's going to be a batch of people there that are of like mind with him, 
So I, I probably should be developing relationship that way now, if I plan on having that kind of relationship later. But a lot of the material things and the things that, I, that chew up time have no true eternal bearing. And those are the things that I have to evaluate and say, Lord, are you using this for me or not? Every time I make a law for myself, I, it's almost as if the Lord says, oh, you think that works? Well, what about in this setting? And it doesn't work there. And yet, he, what he's trying to say is, I feel is that there's an interaction that he, he's willing to work with me through anything that we do. So that everything can have a form of worship unto him. Everything can have a, a, a connect but not necessarily everything does unless I'm willing to listen and, and respond to him. This verse out of Proverbs stands out to me. A man's own folly ruins his life, yet his heart rages against the Lord. There's something inside each one of us that kind of steps away from this, what we know is the very best. In hearts, there's, there's a rage that just says, I want to do it my way, and I want to chase these things, and I want this as a part of my life without the willingness to say, God, what are your thoughts in this? I was uh, drawn with the story of Jesus in the garden asking the disciples to pray for an hour. And he finds them asleep, and this repeats itself, and they miss an incredible window. But the question is, why? Well, they were tired. Well, that's legitimate to me. When I'm tired, I take a nap. Doesn't matter what time of the day. <laughs> no. no, if... Or, <laughs> I'm not going to explain that. Um, but if, 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 they were, if they had known that Jesus is going to be rested within minutes and that they're facing this crucial moment, do you think they'd have been sleeping? Now, their lives were intense and there was a kind of a, a sorrow over the group. Jesus has been talking some very sobering things to him, but somehow they miss the, the importance of that moment. To me, that's an illustration of the heart raging against the Lord, where it's, they didn't really understand what was going on. And what I'm suggesting to you is that you can meander through life and you can do what you think is right without ever really catching a glimpse of what's important. That you can be, you know, very disciplined in your approach. You can be successful in everyone else's eyes. But if you haven't dealt with the crucial issues regarding your relationship to God and eternity, you have yet to really put in place the things that are essential, and you may well miss the timing, similar to these guys sleeping at a critical moment. These were guys that had very good training. They'd been with the master three and a half years. They had hearts dedicated to him. And yet somehow they missed 
a crucial moment. And so I'm suggesting to you that it's easy to wander along and not really accomplish what you were designed to if you aren't asking the right questions at the right time. It was preceding this 26th chapter, Jesus had, and within the week, Jesus had been cultivating a mindset for the disciples where he's saying, watch and be ready. Now he's saying, watch and be prepared for his return, for his kingdom. But watch and be ready. He had been telling them for several days in advance. They missed the moment of watching and being ready when it came. But that said, you and I walk through life and we have been trained that Christ is going to return at some point, but also is in our hearts saying, probably not right yet. Right? I mean, we're told no one knows when it's going to happen, but most likely not quite yet. That's counter to what the lifestyle that he, in a sense, called us into. It's not a a blind, well, if it doesn't happen this minute, I guess I was wrong. No, it's cultivating a lifestyle that says, any moment is a good moment for me. Any moment of his return is a great moment. It's, It's the conclusion of an era, but... I'm living my life as if it could be in this moment. He says that, uh, he says it's going to be a lot like the days of Noah. He says people were eating and drinking and marrying, and, and suddenly it was upon them, the flood. Now, I used to read this today. Yeah, they were eating too much and getting drunk, and, and, and the marrying, I don't know, I, I, but... No. What he's describing is ordinary life. They were going on in the ordinary, and suddenly it wasn't ordinary. So they're eating ordinary times. They're drinking ordinary drink. And then suddenly, it's done. And he says, you're better off to live with this idea that Christ could come at any time. He says, they were unaware, and the flood came and swept them away. And then he goes on with some teaching. He says, when Christ returns, he says, there's going to be a couple guys in the field, and there's going to be a couple women at the mill, and you know, there's going to be just different things going on. One's going to be taken, and one's going to be left. He says, it'll be different than it ever was. And so out of that, he says, stay awake. You don't know what day your Lord is coming. And then he gives a description. He says, if the homeowner had known when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake. That's, you know, obvious. But he says, therefore, you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour when you do not expect. So he says, similarly, you aren't going to be able to pick it out and just know. So you live your life with that awareness that it could be any time. That's how you move forward and live with the readiness 
so that when life is up or he returns, you're prepared. So it's a mindset that he's asking us to step into. He gives an illustration of a, a, a man that's left over a household when the master leaves for a long time, and he says, the guy does well at first, and then he starts getting sloppy, starts mistreating people, starts doing things that he shouldn't do. He's going, the guy's been gone forever. And, and the warning comes out, he'll come back on a day when he doesn't expect him, and in an hour when he doesn't know. So we don't want to slip into that sloppiness. And he tells the story then of the, the bridegroom coming and the, the gals waiting for him and says, five were ready, five weren't. They just, five prepared, five didn't. And he says, suddenly, there's no chance to recover if you haven't prepared. He says, watch. So another one of those key words coming out. The New Testament, later, the writers are carrying that same idea. Paul says, the Lord is going to come. It's going to be like a thief in the night. So he, he's walking with that mindset, and that's what he's teaching others. He says, while people are saying peace and security, there will become sudden destruction. He goes on and says, for you are children of light, children of the day. We're not of the night or the darkness, so let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. So he's saying, let this lifestyle be where you're awake, so to speak. There's an awareness of what's around you and a soberness about life. He said, the Lord himself will descend with a trumpet sound, a trumpet of God. Dead in Christ will rise. Those who are left will be caught up to meet them together. I'd like to read... One final passage, and this is out of 1 Corinthians. Paul writes this as well. It says, For this perishable body must put on the imperishable. Mortal puts on an immortality. Death is swallowed up in victory. And we will have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our late in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So what is, what is the New Testament challenging us to? Don't get so caught up in the busyness of chasing the ordinary that you miss out on what's extraordinary. Don't get so caught up in the details that you forget the big picture. Allow each day to have the presence of God about your life, guiding your steps. It's interesting, you know, I, I talk with different students. What are you majoring in? That's one of the first questions always, right? Well, I'm an outdoor rec major. That's common up here, right? Did God call you to it, or is it just a pleasant thought? And going into medicine, did God call you to it, or is it a pleasant thought? Well, I can make lots of money. I, 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 whatever. 
Did God speak to your heart in that? Or are you just chasing it? Well, I'm undeclared. And they say I can do this for two years before I really have to hone in. Well, that's a waste, but never mind. Um, I have some opinions on that. I try not to share that here. No, no, you're getting it. Uh, and if you're an outdoor rec manager, you better reconsider. Uh, here's the idea. If you go get an engineering degree, you'll have plenty of time for outdoor rec opportunity. You get the outdoor rec major, you're going to be struggling the rest of your life. Art majors, I got something for you too. You can come <laughs> see me later. Now, And I'm just getting started. <laughs> God has good intent for your life. And he is willing to share a great plan if you're willing to listen. Now, there are seasons when you're not certain as to what is next and how to be. And that's a, that's a walk of faith as well. But in the critical moments, he will reveal what you need to know. And he's going to open that up and open the doors that need to be opened. If you're willing to give him his place. And that's a crucial, crucial decision. Some of you are, are going, well, yeah, but I also need a, a spouse. Well, he knows that. He designed you. Okay? He knows the desires of your heart. And in his time, he'll make it happen. I assume, Lydia, that when you got through college, you're going, all those guys and I didn't get one. You know, <laughs> there's kind of that thought, right? At least that's what it was for me when I left a Christian college and I'm going, all those Christian women and I couldn't make it work? <laughs> what is wrong with me? Well, God had someone better. <laughs> Got it right this time. <laughs> no, he, he will speak into your life if you give him opportunity. and He will guide your steps, and it's a beautiful thing. And I'm here to tell you that he is faithful, faithful, faithful. And what he has in store for us is amazing. Um. Jonathan Edwards, I know I said I was quitting. I just said that was the last scripture. <laughs> to go to heaven, fully enjoy God, is infinitely better than the most pleasant accommodations here. Whatever you can come up with here. You know, I love our music. I like when the guys have practiced and they've come out with something. But... It's nothing going to compare to heaven. Those musicians have been together thousands of years already. They know music. And if you think this is okay, well, yeah, it's okay for temporal. 
It's okay for temporal people. It's okay for people who spend a few years at it. But if we're talking music, I can't wait. And the light show? God himself? I mean, he makes the sun, moon, and stars, but that's little. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it is nothing compared to what's ahead. And I don't care what other, other thing you want to evaluate it by. It's nothing in comparison to what shall be. We dedicate our lives to that. Father, we thank you for your scripture that speaks life to us. We thank you for the privilege of sharing time together and looking at your word. Now I ask for each one here that in this moment you would speak into their hearts Give them one nugget of something to chase. Give them something that they are to be satisfied in. And Lord, for those crying out for direction and, and understanding, answer their prayers, I pray.